Roll dice, be nice, and stay tuned. This is the Live to Die podcast. So I have a question. Oh, yeah. What? We've got a lot of uh, film and TV lovers in the room. Mm-hmm. The other day, James and I were talking about what is your all-time like favorite scene where you're like, this scene is perfect, top to bottom, like so good, no, no notes, favorite scene. Let's just say in TV. We'll, we'll keep it to TV. that the best scene is from The Wire. Oh, this was oh, on I already agree. <laughs> I disagree. <When> <laughs> investigating the room, trying to figure out where. Oh uh, yeah. Uh huh. Such a good no notes, zero <laughs> notes. Yeah. But I wouldn't say that. That's just like the one that's sticking out in my head because we've talked about it so much lately. I started getting anxiety from having to choose when you said that. Yeah, there's a lot. Actually, we did a top five of like these are my five favorite scenes. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change a thing. Um, but I just didn't feel like we had time, so. You must pick one. Fair. Most of Fleabag. <laughs> yeah, Fleabag. yeah. It's also chock full. The ending of Fleabag, zero notes. Fantastic. Mm. Totally. Well done. My, so we, this conversation was like kind of like best scenes, but also we talked about like scenes that made you laugh the hardest, like single scenes of anything. And uh, one of mine was Fleabag season two, where they're like out in the little courtyard and it's the first time the priest is like, I'm terrified of foxes. foxes. Oh, yeah. And then it just ends on both of them being like, ah! and I was just, I don't think I've ever laughed harder watching TV. <laughs> That's such a good show, man. That I was a perfect show. I just saw on TikTok, I think the, uh, the opener of the episode where she like her nose is broken, I think in the restaurant and she's just kind of like standing there. And then she looks over at the camera and is like, this is a love story. And, I, <laughs> and then it just goes right to the credit. Like that's a, that's a well All done. Right. So we have two flea bags and a the wire for great scenes in television. There's got to be something from Breaking Bad. When you said yeah. laugh, I thought about Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, the opener mm. when they do the Backstreet Boys song. Oh God, that's tell him. me why that is fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I don't amazing. think I've ever like laughed so hard at a television show than that scene right there. It was just so clever. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah, that's. That's a top laugh for yeah. me. I know there's a lot in there, but like a top, a lot of top laughs for me come out of community. Yeah. And specifically yeah. the bit when Abed is in the women's studies class yeah. with everyone and Hillary Duff's in the episode yeah. and he's in the room and Chang just laughs and shoots milk out his nose. Mm-hmm. I can laugh until I cry just watching that clip yeah. on loop. I, one of mine was also community where, uh, mm-hmm. they're rolling the D 20 to figure out who goes to get the pizza. And then when it's Troy's like darkest timeline and he comes back up and like Pierce got shot and everything's <laughs> on fire. So funny. That is funny. <laughs> uh, so I am going to go breaking bad. It's okay. not a laugh scene, but the, the episode with the fly, like inside of the lab where he's uh, desperate like to get episode? the fly. I love that oh, episode. Man, that episode <laughs> crazy. He's like so desperate to get the fly that he just like, he does stupid stuff because he's like, I think like the fly probably has some representation that I'm not entirely sure of, probably. but it's just like, it eludes him constantly and he, he can't help but to try and get it. Um, even ends up seriously injuring himself trying to yeah. do so. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great scene. Uh, 
I've been watching Stranger Things recently. Oh, and I, are you all caught up? I don't want to spoil yes. anything. Oh, yes. yeah. So spoiler I've only up. got through season three. So I think we I got all another season to go. The last two episodes together, except oh, nice. You should come next time. Yeah, yeah. I'll be caught up hopefully. Can I quick uh, aside on the Stranger? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. finish it, then I'll do my Stranger Things thing. Go. Oh no, I I just enjoyed um, the scene in season three where uh, Dustin finally talks to his girlfriend. And she, he needs the equation and they have to sing the never ending story. And I just, I enjoyed yeah. that very much. That was great. Uh, something Jane told me that made, made me super excited. So they're working on what season five of the show now. Yeah. And they've yeah. appointed a showrunner that isn't the Duffer brothers, I think, or at least like someone to come in and help a lot with it. And Jane told me this and it made like my day when she told me she found this out. Um, it's the guy who directed 10 Cloverfield Lane and Prey. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Who's an awesome director. Yeah, yeah. Dan something. What's that guy's last name? I don't, I don't Either know. Way. But those are both great films yeah. and very on vibe. Um, Can I just say another perfect scene? And I am pandering <laughs> to Trent's thing here. Uh, Frasier, the episode oh, yeah. where Niles is trying to get ready yes. to go and keeps passing out. <laughs> yep. yes. Perfect scene. Yes. It really is. <laughs> Until the Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that was like my answer. It was the, <laughs> one of the funniest scenes ever. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think like an actual, like a scene that I think is really good. Uh, it's, I don't think it's like a hot take, but I really, really like the, just because I think it's an interesting juxtaposition of emotions. The baseball scene at the end of Band of Brothers. Mm. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish Band of Brothers. That's fair. Uh, but the guy's name is Dan Trachtenberg. Oh, awesome. Thank you. So I, th- I think I'll give that, although there's been a lot of good ones and there's a lot of TV shows I love. And Jane rightfully highlights that like I get very emotionally invested in TV and like cry at the end of James, seasons of Cobra Kai. Yeah, James <laughs> cried <laughs> real tears. So hard. Yeah, we were watching the season finale of Cobra Kai and I was like, are you crying? And he was like, they just worked so hard to be here. <laughs> yeah, so, man, there was a... There's a scene in Rebels, and I won't ruin it for whoever hasn't seen it. And if you haven't, watch it because Ahsoka's coming Oh, God, Rebels is so good. But I'm looking at James. There's a scene in Rebels that is terribly, terribly sad as fuck in the final season. And somebody, like, put some music over it and put it on TikTok. I ugly cried all three times I watched this. (laughs) It was so sad. So sad. And if anybody wants to email me and talk about this sad moment, because I know you know what I'm talking about, I'm here. Just just reach out to I'm you. Still on processing it or X or whatever it's we called. Can go now. through it together. Um, yeah, X. X I, me. <laughs> but I was thinking about this because X at me. Somebody yeah. apparently so today so has a has a scene like a single scene, oh, right. and wow. I was like, wow, great scenes. Jane just Spread stole the segue. Yeah. yeah. It's my show uh, now. I am the GM now. It's definitely not Biff. (laughs) Nope. You know what? He's dead. Uh, (laughs) I got to respect the hustle for stealing (gasps) the segue from me. Take a hero patch. That's my patch, you... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Trenton? (laughs) I I also want to uh, do one other. This is an an off-mic patch. Jared, if you'd be willing to take that Denver patch... for putting the work in to handle the uh, the inventory. And I think mm. that's one thing I'm yes. going to do. I'll kind of yeah. call it out at the beginning of episodes. I'll wear patches for it. But a game like this has a ton of off-mic management, whether it's kingdom, resources, food, all of that. So I'm going to give some patches, which I know I can be bad about giving out, for <laughs> uh, off-mic management things. So <laughs> I think it was literally last night... Um, 
Jared went through and figured out the sell value of the things that you have and what you could move. Yeah, yeah, I did that. 1247 a.m. 1247 a.m. I was laying in bed. I was like, I should just do this real quick so we have it for tomorrow. So there you go. You've got a hero patch. I was playing Baldur's Great Gate 3, all right? Yeah. Okay, literally, the the opening I want to do next episode is talking about Baldur's Gate 3. I won't spoil it. Speaking of inventory management. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I will be taking the uh, beginning of next episode off. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I haven't played it either. Well. Trent. Well, I don't know any oh. movies, so. <laughs> hey, I'm sure you know a Bluey or something. Bluey, yeah, sure. Awesome. My like favorite episode, scene, perfect scene, top to bottom in Bluey. Yeah, the episode where <laughs> there's they, some good they scenes pretend in to be horses and they get married. That's a good one. So one <laughs> last one then. Adorable. My wife and I, we have not actually still finished, but we decided to burn through ER. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God. Michael oh, like Crichton's. They have been doing uh, this for literally years yeah. now. Um, sort of a slow burn. Several times, the scenes were so well written and so devastating that, like, for a week, my wife just like was in a state of despair. <laughs> yeah. Like I, from a TV show. Mm-hmm. I li- This is an ER spoiler. So if you haven't watched all 14 seasons oh, okay. of ER, but like whatever happens in the episode where George Clooney left the show, mm-hmm. I swear Casey was like, we hung out like a week after that. And she was, uh, I was like, how are you doing? She was like, I've had a really bad week. And I was like, why? And she was like, because of this scene in <laughs> ER where George Clooney. Leaves. And it really is like devastating. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, I'm watching a TV show. Not only that, I'm yeah, watching yeah. like a 30 minute TV show that used to come on at 7 PM, you know, <laughs> at least it's not a replay of an animated show that you're watching on TikTok. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we won't get too much into it. Cause we're about to open up on maybe some new stuff, but I was just editing, uh, the episode in which Biff dies the other day and like Jane came into the room and I was tearing up and I'm like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have a rough rest of the fucking day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's your fault. You yeah. did it. Sleep <laughs> that night. I went, I think I went to bed till like three in the morning. When, uh, when Jared asked if he could be knighted, James had tears yeah. in his oh, eyes. Yeah. yeah. Try not to I choke up it. on Mike. I did it. In a glass case of <laughs> not that it's hard, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trent. Do you want to... Uh... Yeah, speaking of Biff. <clears throat> Fire day. 27 Aradus, 4718 AR. Dear son, it brings me no pleasure to write to you this day. My deepest apologies for the directions you will find below, for which you will not, under any circumstances, disobey. It appears Biff has run away, and his whereabouts are unknown. I can only assume it was of your urging of his own nightly training, which you will remember I explicitly forbade, that has led him to flee our home with a weapon from the Monmouth family arsenal. Therefore, I have sent word to your commander that you are hereby ordered to return home. Your training as a recruit will be placed on hold until the kobold is back where he belongs. I assure you, Arthur... The danger our family faces should any harm come to Biff far outstrips any threat from the tyrant in his prison. Hurry home, son. Yours in the light, Sir Marcus Monmouth. Retired. An armored fist balls up the parchment and throws it angrily into a fireplace. I am held back at every step! Arthur slams his fist on the table. I will have my revenge on these forces of chaos and destruction. 
Missing brother be damned. But he hesitates. The danger our family faces. Father had never mentioned anything like that about Biff. True, getting, to, getting him to say most anything about the kobold had proved impossible, other than that his care was, quote, our family's burden. Now suddenly there's danger. Arthur's eyes drift to the fireplace. The flames dance in his pupils, and in only an instant he's back there, in Rosler's coffer. Twelve years old. The screams. The rivers of blood. The massive orcs. Their laughter. Arthur snaps back to his room. His commander enters with regret on his face. Well, I'm sure you've heard then, Wart. Pack your things. Ain't no way I'm disobeying a directive from your dad. You'd best not either. Arthur stands and begins to gather his few belongings. His hand reaches for the one thing he's come to care about these days. A steel shield, marked with a red blade piercing a skull. I'll be back to finish my training in no time, Commander. I will be a Crimson Reclaimer. After all, my brother is a kobold. How far could his little legs possibly take him? Whoa. You know my favorite part of that was? This is how that veteran signed his letter, retired. <laughs> you know, it really makes me think about how like every dad signs off a text message with dash dad. Yep. And it's like, I know who this came from. <laughs> Not every dad. <laughs> I don't do that. Do you, uh, you ever work with people, Jason, that would sign off retired? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They would remind you retired as much as they could. Or the term the gray beard. Anyone who's <laughs> in the Navy that's like cringed at that sound. The gray beard. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move up. Not to give too much away here, Trent, but I'm th- I'm going to say let's move back up north from that scene. Yes. To the town of Restov. And forward about three years. <gasps> three years. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Wow. So did we did we get a like Abram style three years later yeah. text that came up? I earlier. Uh, I was like, how do I make it clear? Other than putting in the year, which isn't really helpful for a listener. Yeah, it's been like three years. I wrote it down and was like, I gotta check out when this year was. Like, I'll be back in no time, three years later. All right. So, right now, we're we're following three characters here. Nikolai, Ari, and Lucky. You're up at Lady Jarmondi's Manor in the southern... Brevin city of Restov, the cultural center of the state of Rostland. Guess I did a lot. I, I did a lot of uh, world background prepping last night, so I'm ready to talk about the history of the state. I love it of Rostland, but I don't know if that'll come up. So you're all in town, and I believe where we last left was one. We we sort of previewed maybe someone coming after Biff, trans character. And that you just sort of finished up your deals and that you'd gotten your charter. Um, so what's what's next for the group? Now, y- you, along with your charter, which uh, I'm not going to reread for the group, but essentially it is a Brevin, a Brevoy charter giving you sort of permission to hunt down bandits and to take stuff from it. Without getting too into depth here, it doesn't come up in a lot of adventures, but in this one it kind of does that like, if you are to come back into Brevoy with a bunch of money, 
um, you're gonna have to pay ta- like a bunch of loot and gear. You're gonna have to pay taxes on it or answer kind of where you got it from, unless you go through some, you know, dealers that might not be able to pay as much outside of the country. So a charter like this essentially lets you come into the borders of Brevoy with loot clearly taken from people or things like that. And it sort of gives you permission if you're ever dealing with guards. There's always that question of like, yay, we killed the bandits. So you murdered a bunch of people. How is that okay? Here is your charter. Almost sort of like a a privateer's license. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's sort of like that. You were given this permission to go and do this thing. Along with that, I do believe that they told you, hey, one of your first stops you should make is at a trading post uh, west of here. Um about 50, 60 miles west of here along one of the sort of old roads that's now become a bit more of a a game trail. So what would all of you like to do? Should we deal with the the fact that a guard's coming up right away and just says... Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I think Ari would want to go see what this is all about. Yeah. So I believe, and I'm just going to pull this out of my ass, that one of the guards is, you know, we've got someone here who's a... Says they're looking to talk to anyone who knew Biff. Yeah, that's us. We knew Biff. We knew Biff. I mean, knows Biff. I didn't hey, know. Anyone who knows Biff's whereabouts. Well, I think I think the guard would know past tense. The guards are very aware of what all of you have been up to. Um, So I think Lady Jarmondi sort of offers you one of the, the rooms in the building to take a meeting, just given everything you've done over the last 24 hours or so. Um, And a couple of the guards bring you in and get you all sat down. Um, I think the the guard that you all kind of got to know was, uh, what was the mustached guard's name? Um, But he's the one, the one who like let you into the main chambers of the room. Mm. Oh, the one in the the wall. Yeah. Yeah. The one who absolutely didn't help us make sure (laughs) our friend didn't die. Uh, (laughs) I mean, he was actively holding down an an area, but yeah, I I suppose. Avenzi. So I think it's Avenzi. Kind of get you seated down. Uh, Do you need anything before we bring the guest in? Should we expect any trouble? Who is this person? Um, we don't know a ton. Lady Jarmondi just said that I had some letters and information that checked out. Someone from down south looking to talk to, to Biff. What time well, of day is it? That's going to be difficult. Uh, it's probably, it's like a day, it's, let's say it's a day after the, um, the funeral and the charter. So it's probably like 10 or 11 a.m. Okay. Sort of midday. Could I have a round of ales, please? Go Great so idea. Drink brought in. Uh, great. Well, we'll, um, we'll bring your guest to see you in a minute. Lucky, anything for you? Uh, no. I think he's just, just uh, gonna observe, mostly. It's like 10 a.m. Yeah. Like, hey, it's a good watered-down <laughs> meat. I it's was gonna order a, a hard-boiled egg, too, but I decided. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is like a guard, like a very distinguished guard of this house, and we're just like, yeah, can you bring me a snack? Can you go get me some stuff? Pearl <laughs> gray, hot. Hot. <laughs> Talk about perfect scenes. <laughs> I think a part of it is just sort of what you mentioned. Like, the three of you used to be four. One of you gave your life, and three of you, like, showed up. He works here. This is his job. His, he's taken care of. You gave of yourselves. Like, you sacrificed to help him and help save their lives. Ari is a 17-year-old who killed a giant. Yeah. I'm just saying. 
And so you're you're sat there. You definitely there. don't want to peek at 17. That's not <laughs> fun. Don't worry. She'll probably die. <laughs> you're sat there for a minute or two um, before a couple of the guards, not a Venzi, uh, some of the house guards knock, open the door, and, and Trent, sort of what do the three of them see? So a plate armored human male um, with a steel shield. Obviously, he's not defensive right now. But it does have this red blade piercing a skull on it with a bastard sword on his back. He is blonde-haired, blue-eyed, long flowing locks. Um, He is something like 6'4". Oh, God. You know, he's a big, tall guy, Jared. Uh, um, (laughs) He is stout, for sure. Um, And he just sort of comes in, he almost looks annoyed. And where is my brother? Who's your brother? Biff, the kobold, come on. He's your brother. I just want to take him home. I've been searching for this imbecile for three years now. I know he's here. I just want to go home with him. Nikolai stands up and he says, uh, my friend, what is your name? I am recruit Arthur Monmouth. Arthur. We have some very bad news about your brother. He's left again. And he walks over to you and he reaches in his pocket and he puts that piece of the shattered shield that he took and like folds your hand over it and pushes it back and says, your brother gave his life to protect all of us. But what do you mean his life? Your brother is dead. Only two days ago, there was an attack on this manor that we're in, and we had to fight off a bunch of assassins. There were giants. There was a terrible scene, and Biff very bravely fought with us and died in the process. And he sort of, like, takes a beat. Put my hand on your shoulder and say, for his valiant efforts, Lady Jamandi knighted him, and Sir Biff was laid to rest. And he just kind of sighs. I need to send a message immediately. Sure. This guard, he's kind of an assistant. You can ask him. <laughs> give right, stuff. what? Um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think he just sort of goes with the guard um, mm-hmm. and eventually returns. He's probably gone to visit the grave now. Um, so I'll let you weave yourself back in then. While yeah. you're gone, can I like figure out who the who he was by the marks on his yeah, shield let's, and stuff? Yeah, let's, let's talk some society check. Just go ahead and make a society check. Okay. Um, he leaves and Ari's like, what an asshole. What the fuck was that? <laughs> 18. Yeah, that, that should be enough to recognize... Um, region, if not, like, specific history. Uh, Trent, what is the symbol? And do I recognize the Monmouth name is the other thing that I would be You'd thinking You'd recognize about. it as a name, uh, okay. but it'd be one of those where you're like, I know it! I know I learned it in association yeah. with this! Right. So, Trent, what do you think he'd learn on an from an 18 society? You would probably figure out that 
the symbol on the shield is of the Crimson Reclaimers, which is a segment or group of the Knights of Last Wall. Oh, shit. Interesting. He shares that with you. Maybe this is a uh, Knight of the Last Wall. Do we think that he's actually Biff's brother? Like, I mean, obviously someone was adopted, but like... (laughs) Wow, racist. Someone. (laughs) I love the idea that maybe it's Arthur. (laughs) We don't know. Like, could be. Keep your options open. I hope you change it now that it's all the family is kobolds and Arthur is the only human. Was adopted by wolves. I mean, kobolds. She's like, but I just, I don't know. I knew Biff for a few years and never knew him to say that he had any family. Um, so I think as that's going on, um, Arthur is actually at Biff's grave. Okay. Give me a second real quick. Well, you're looking that up. Um, do any of your characters know what the Knights of Last Wall are? God, I literally opened right to it. I would say Nikolai has a, a, a decent idea of it being a mm-hmm. noble, but that, oh, that's badass. That's a cool logo. Oh, yeah. Trent's sharing us. Mm. So it's a red sword that goes directly into the top of a skull. Yeah, I don't think Arya would know. So would Nikolai share anything about, just heads up, like the top level, what uh, the Last Wall Knights are? I think that they would. he would just kind of know it as like an epic battle, like kind mm-hmm. of... Um, not a lot of people survived it. Yeah. And here stands one. So this guy must be, for a recruit, must be pretty badass. All right. Unless he stole that shit. <laughs> Always an option. <laughs> Would you as GM like to uh, expound expand upon the... Uh... Yeah, I guess Jason doesn't know a ton about Last Wall because I didn't play through that AP. I just kind of know bits and pieces. So I, I think you just knowing bits and pieces is probably close to what Nikolai would know. Yeah. So honestly, if you want to take a crack at Nikolai sharing a little bit of in character, what he, and I think, have some fun with this. Nikolai may know things that are accurate or inaccurate, which could reflect the fact that like you're younger and up here. And so I think there's plenty of room to play this out over time. Um, or we can just kind of move ahead with whatever lucky Nikolai and Ari think they'd be getting up to next in, in order to sort of set out on their adventure. I mean, I think Arya would just be like packing and, mm-hmm. you know, getting her weapons ready and getting her stuff all together. She's pro- like still very sad about Biff. And I mean, that was two days ago and she's very young and like, um, yeah. Ari, I think, came to do this because of trying to get away from her own family. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like... I think that she would be very hesitant about the idea of like this random relative just kind of showing up and like can't really gauge the vibe, obviously a very different type of character from Biff. And so I think that she's just kind of like, you know, like whatever, I don't really want to like mess with this and is just going to get her own stuff ready. Sounds good. So what I'll, I'll say here and just, you know, a little behind the screen for all the listeners too, is we're, we're pivoting to a sort of different pace at this point in the campaign. We're, we're going into a giant sandbox And so when things are set up to happen, I'll totally jump in. But at this point, you as players really get to set a lot of the tempo and direction. Whereas we've been in some APs where there's some timing, I'll kind of feed you the next prompt, you can react, we can explore it together. At this point, you really get to pick what happens and when. So what do you do? You could stay here for weeks. You could 
set out on foot immediately. What's what's next for your group? And then Trent, you just weave yourself in as appropriate. And we'll play those scenes out. I mean, I think we would have probably said, like, we're going to stay here for a couple days at least mm-hmm. after all of that. Because mm-hmm. uh, if not, like, maybe even a week. Because, like, as much as it's kind of like what you do in a game like this, like, we were involved in a major battle, got extremely... I mean, Ari was injured to the point of almost dying multiple times in the yeah. course of this one night. Like, we would not be like, oh, two days later, we're, like, going out on this giant hike to, like, fight more things along the way, probably. Like, we probably would be taking some time to recover and get ready slowly. Yeah, the Lady and Lady Jarmondi's probably cool with giving you... Um maybe three or four days before she's sort of like, all right, you're taking advantage of my hospitality. (laughs) The other thing that's worth noting is obviously other groups have set out. Now keep in mind, the other NPCs that you know, like Amari, Harem, Lindsay, all of them, and uh, Tartuccio all have the same charter as you. Yeah. And so they're all looking to achieve the same result as you. And they head out basically this day that Arthur shows up. I'd say two days is probably good enough. And yeah. Yeah, I think so. When he leaves to go look at Biff's grave, I say, perhaps the gods are looking out for us and they have sent us another warrior. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. I believe we should offer Biff's charter to this knight of the last wall. I mean, we can, but he seems like he's already got kind of a path figured out for himself. Okay, so Jason, what did you want to do? So Nikolai is going to give Arthur a moment, and then he's going, after talking to uh, Lucky and Ari, is going to head out. Kind of come up maybe like three or four feet behind you. I am terribly sorry. Wait, wait, hang on. Okay. So... Arthur is like kneeling oh, okay. at the grave. Um, and you, I think you would even hear him standing a few feet behind him. We swear with voices cold as death, while yet we stand and yet draw breath. We shall not let the dead endure, nor let them taint our land's verdure. We shall not falter, shall not rout but cut them down and burn them out. We swear on vigil's shattered walls, our crimson oath, the tyrant falls. So long, Biff. Ooh. And he stands. Wow, that was good. So he kind of gives you a moment and says, uh, Arthur, I am terribly sorry for your loss in... And I am sorry that I am the person who had to give you this news. Is there anything that you need from me? Uh, pardon me, but your name? Uh, yes, my name is Nikolai Medved. Nikolai, I appreciate your candor and the information you gave. Uh, I need nothing. As you can imagine, Biff wasn't my real brother. No, you guys... Okay, you say so. But he was, for some reason, very important to my father. I'm just not, still not entirely sure why. Anyway, I've sent word to him. I'm 
just sort of waiting to hear back. I, I, was there something you all were getting ready to do? You seem like you're geared and... Yes, uh, before I get onto that, I want to say that Biff also became very important to us in this short amount of time that we, no pun intended, short amount of time that we uh, knew him. Well, my brother, my brother is barely in the grave. So in light of this, I offer you the chance to take up the charter with us and join our group. Hmm. We have, I, I hand you the actual charter. We'll be inside with Lady Jamandi. If you need anything or have any questions, please let us know. And I walk in. We are available to interview at your convenience. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he skims and... Um. Can you take a picture of your ID on the front and then one holding your ID? <laughs> <laughs> he, um, he, he comes back in to where you guys are. I accept your offer. Uh, to be honest, I, I have to wait on word from my father so that I don't really know what else to do at the moment. I can't guarantee that I'll be here forever, but you have my shield in the meantime. The cavalry of the last wall is known for its bravery and ferocity. It is, we are very pleased to have you part of our group. Well, I can't say I'm entirely a knight of last wall yet, but I will be eventually. Indeed. Even if it kills you. And like, yeah. <laughs> I think if Ari's like back in the room at this point, she'll be like, oh, well, it looks like your little brother beat you to the knighthood, huh? Oh my God. Ari, please. He like, he doesn't even bat an eye. He just, he just sort of sits staring. She's a, she's 17. She's a child. Don't. Wait, what offer did you make him? Killed a giant. Is he coming with us? Yes. Why? <laughs> because we lost a sword and shield, and he is another. I literally feel like Lucky and Ari are like kids who are meeting their parents' new like boyfriend or girlfriend. <laughs> or like, mm, uh, no, hard pass. <laughs> hearing you, you say, like, why is he coming with us? Um, Arthur will attempt to make an impression okay. on you. Nice. Um, What's that against? What DC? Usually will DC. Will? Yeah. I'm, this is a society check from me, right? Uh, usually it's a diplomacy check, unless you have courtly graces. I do have courtly graces. Now yes. the question would be, courtly graces allows you to use society <laughs> to make an impression if it is like a noble right. or in those contexts. So here's what I'll say. Jared, would that work for you? Uh, no. So diplomacy, Jared. Right. No, it just wouldn't. It just wouldn't. <laughs> what about intimidation or deception? Uh, you can... I think convince or coerce, but not make an impression with okay. this. He's sort of assuming, looking at you, that you might be a noble. So he's he's attempting to Because you're in this. a manor house. Sure. Uh, that's a six. <laughs> I'll let you play that however you want, Jared. Uh, so again, why? <laughs> the extra hand. That means uh, extra loot. That means sharing glory. Is that something you guys want? I don't particularly want to almost die again. All right. How about this? You can come with us. 
but you lead the vanguard. I wouldn't have it any other way. Perfect. Why is he so intense? <laughs> I don't know. He needs to chill a little bit. It honestly makes me uncomfortable seeing Trent be like a serious character. I'm like, this is, it feels weird. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. When do we leave? Wow. Tomorrow. Whenever Arthur is ready. I am ready. I'm still so right freaking now. tired. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we're well, leaving we're gonna wait now. You're 17. You're always tired. Oh, it sucks so you bad. Sleep till noon and you would be <laughs> tired when you got up. You know what? <laughs> I miss Biff. <laughs> Where's Biff? <laughs> Me too. Uh, no one asked you. Anyway. <laughs> so, guess what time it is? <laughs> is this test time? Uh, do we have to do math? Who did bad math? Was that the wrong drop? It was the wrong drop. <laughs> <laughs> it's... As all of you begin to set out into the stolen lands, um, where is your first destination? Because I don't want to just say like, here, let's talk about this multiple hundred square mile area. Where are we supposed to go? The trading post, right? <laughs> There's a trading post to the west that is having some trouble with bandits. That might be a good lead into seeing, remember your charter is to eliminate the bandit threat. So that might be a good start. Um, on the map, Jane, north is to you. Do me a favor, though. Please don't write on the maps themselves because these are just paper. Yeah, I'm not going to write on the map. Um, so to the west, and I actually, I have, so we have a lot of the Kingmaker ma maps laid out. On the map over here, and using this old Boy Scout coin, this is where you are right now. This is Restov, and this is you as a party here. To the west of you, and if you ask, uh, well, I'm not going to do it for you. How do any of you want to find out the way to go? We could have checks to see if one of you kind of knows the region if anyone wants to um, ask directions, you could do that. What, how, do, how do any of you kind of want to chart your, your course? Would I'd that, like to see if I know the region. Yeah, yeah. would that be a society check? Yeah, I'm going to say society. You got a, is it a plus six on society? That you have? survival? Uh, survival would be sort of like following directions. What, if someone told you to the west, you could piece them together. Society will give you a location. Survival will tell you about how to get there. Okay. Let's do society then. I'll okay. do a I'll do a society also. And what are your bonuses? This is a hidden check. Three. All and right. I will okay. actually minus also do a survival. Okay. Uh, um, minus six. Six. And Jane, what's your survival bonus? Oh, seven. Sorry, seven. Got it. Three. Three. So. Oh no, six. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jane Ari kind of knows generally. Um, that there is a trading post towards the west outside of the bounds of, of Brevoy. But it's it's lucky you would know a little bit. You've heard of this trading post. It's a relatively newer deal, like less than a year old. It's an old military fort turned into a trading post. Okay. Don't get overexcited about the word fort. I'm talking about like, do you ever go see those little like frontier forts in, when you were a kid in school and you're like, Oh, wow, a fort. And you're like, okay, this is basically the size of a large home. Yeah, yeah. But yep. it just has... Indiana mm. is riddled with them. Yeah. There's like a three-foot-tall wall around it. They're yeah. like, this is our fort. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's a, it's a three-building estate. It's a treehouse. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> and it's like three buildings, and each one's about the size of a room you grew up in, but they're yeah, just yeah. surrounded by like a palisade-style wall. You know it's about that big, but you know it to be... Um, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40... Uh, Five, ten. Oh, I did it. Five, Those are twelves. Yep. 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's, it's about um, 96 miles west along an older road that is known as the South Rostlin Road. It was built ages ago by eager engineers, but as money eventually ran out, most of it is degraded over time and over distance into what amounts to be little more than a game trail. However, for the first, uh, but for the first almost 50 miles, most of this goes along the Shrike River. Okay. Which is uh, right here on the edge of town. So you can follow the, the road here, the road between Restov and there is one more Brevish city that's uh, about 15, 20 miles away, uh, Nevakka's Crossing. Um, but the road, especially between those two and a little farther, is pretty well maintained. Is there anything? Can we take like a, a ferry down the river or anything? Okay, so I'm going to roll that check over. You know that the, the Shrike River, while it would hypothetically be a great route for trading, it's how most trade was moved yeah. with that sort of level of technology, there's a number of waterfalls along the river between here and where it actually eventually connects to the East Selen River and then the Selen River, which is one of the most, like, the major north-south trade routes okay. in uh, northern Aviston. But those waterfalls mean that it's it's not commonly used. You might be able to travel, like, a day or two on it, but you then have to... It's called, like, portage when you pull out a boat and just have to, like, fucking hike it. Yeah, yeah. So there's not a ferry right now. Okay. Well, I we think gotta, horseback is probably the best bet for us four. Yeah, we got about a mm. hundred miles to go, so. Oh, I have a horse, by the way. Oh, what is your horse's name? Horse. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Ari looks name. at Lucky and is like, my God. Really creative. Are we going to do this for yeah. weeks? This is going to be... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so, do any of you, in terms of what do you guys need to do before you leave? Supplies, buy what? supplies. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're we're gearing up. Buying horses, mm-hmm. tents. So I think a horse is eight gold pieces to buy. Okay. So I think you could afford two horses and no other supplies. Or one horse, which could at least be a pack animal, and probably enough supplies. And we could handle the rest of those purchases off. Can there. we get some simple. other type of pack animal if it's just going to carry stuff for us that's a cheaper pack animal? Yeah, you can get a mule. Yeah. A pony. If it's just going to carry things, like if we can't even ride it, we might as well save the money and get a llama. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say for the price of a mule, you can get a pack llama. Heck yeah. Dope. Aria wants the pack llama. A pack animal says two GP. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, it's much cheaper. They're not riding strength, but they can carry a lot of weight and supplies. Tents. So tents, rations. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll handle all of that offline. You've got enough to afford at least a pack animal and supplies for everyone. Yeah, I think like an adventurer's path comes with. 12 rations or something. So. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you can There's get a handful rations. of adventurous packs, a couple of mm-hmm. tents. Mm-hmm. Now, it is near the end of Calistra, which is the February analog, so you're still technically in winter. There is a chance of cold weather. And I have already pre-rolled for multiple days of travel based on the month and the region you're in for both precipitation and weather events, which can include temperatures of cold, which can affect your fatigue and how far and fast you can move in a single day. I love this game cool. so much. <laughs> so we need to get some Under Armour before we get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can get, um, I think it even says, like, it's, so this is an interesting one, and I don't know how many of you have prepped this. In addition to whatever armor you have, what type of clothes are you wearing? And if you mm. aren't wearing any, I'd recommend, because if it says, I think you can get adventurer's clothes. Explorer's which ex- clothes. Explorer's, which specifically gives you a heavy cloak, which allows you to receive protection from minor cold. How does, how much does my that. cloak 
that yeah, I, I my that too. Your family one, your line one, that will count as an. No, I'm saying cloak. the the okay. Oh, so the survival that one counts cloak. and my additional survival. Yes, yeah, so your, your coyote is enough to help you with cold weather because it's specifically set up for survival. Okay, cool. So yeah. looks at you guys and he's like, perhaps you should get a jacket. Yeah. Do you think Arthur already has cold weather clothes? Winter clothing is for silver. Yeah. He will go ahead and buy some while he's here. Yeah. Up in Me the northern too. lands. Same, we'll buy. All right. I'll buy some too. So you do your shopping bit, you get some supplies, and then um, you start heading out. Do you, you leave that day in the afternoon, or do you want to leave the next morning? Uh, let's just wait till morning. Okay. Give us lots of daylight. Okay. It gives us time to shop and get all of our stuff. And yeah, then- yeah. This is preparations mm-hmm. and then cool. Well, off. guess what, folks? James what? got out three books before he said, guess what? Ah. <laughs> I get to hit the drop again. Let's talk about exploration. Let's rules. talk about it. Oh, yeah. And let's also put on some generic adventuring music. All right. So we're getting to jump into the Game Master's Guide, which big fan. And there's an entire chapter on Hexplorations. I'm going to get to use this button so much the next mm-hmm. two episodes. What do you mean by Hexploration? Well, we're looking at a map in front of us with a bunch of hexes. And yeah. what this is, is there's actually four separate pieces of map that I, I picked up for this. So it's somebody to like mount them on poster boards and we can do like a murder board, and put yeah, a yeah. string between where <laughs> you've been or something. Uh, so what you're looking at is this map. Each hex, if you ever hear us referring to hexes on the show, each hex is 12 miles across. Now, for the sake Oof. of A, us being able to enjoy playing this game, and B, hopefully you enjoying Dear God, any of this as we play along it, we're not going to get insanely granular. We're not going to get wildly granular. And the benefit to that is, honestly, the rules for this are pretty high level. Trent and I have done some explorations on a smaller scale that can get a little more granular, but the rules out of the book for this are pretty straightforward. There's lots of individual activities you can do if you're not traveling, but largely if you're traveling, the whole group has to pick doing one of two activities, and that is traveling or reconnoiter. Now, it's worth noting, the book does explicitly say you are totally allowed to form multiple separate groups, (laughs) just that if one of them then encounters a random encounter, you've split the party. Let's not do that. At um, least not right now. Yeah, I'm going to complain the whole time, but I will hang out with the group. I feel like if anybody's going to leave us, it's Lucky. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Lucky literally say, ran away and leaving. left us all to die. Yeah, I say I'm <laughs> Nobody not addressed leaving, that. Don't bet on it. <laughs> so, I was going to write these two options down, and I have no idea how to spell oh, reconnoiter. When you were writing it down, I was like, <laughs> she's definitely going to have to spell that one out. <laughs> Hold Recon- on, I'm going to try. Noiter. So uh, the way that it works, and I really like this, is you essentially get a number of exploration activities per day for the group. And that's determined by the slowest movement speed of your group. So right now you're not all on horses, so that's going to determine it. So just quick round the table, what is your, your speed? Because it then extrapolates that into overland movement speed, average move over time for area, and it sort of creates a currency for that. I'm guessing it's 25 for 25, most of you. Yeah. Well, 25. It's, yeah. It's 25 for me unless I have panache. And so I'll just be tripping everybody the whole time to, <laughs> <laughs> to get 30. Totally a teenager thing. You're doing the kick, kick just your feet out constantly. from under and behind. Yeah. Or like when you like, <laughs> 
kick somebody's knee from behind and their legs give out. <laughs> the bottom of their shoe and make their leg go in. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would make someone else slower. And because the points are <laughs> So it would slowest. just come out in the wash. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trent, how fast is Arthur? 25. Cool. Oh, because do you have enough strength to wear your armor? Yup. Yup. Um, so what's going to happen there is that means all of you have 15 to 25 feet. That means you will get one exploration activity a day. Hell yeah. Cool. Cool. And so traveling allows you to move between hexes. The amount of movement you get per hex activity is based on a few factors. If it's over, if it's over open land, it's one. If it's difficult terrain, it costs two. Or if it's like closed, it costs two. If it's difficult, you can modify that by a number. If it's along a road, you have it. So with one exploration activity on this map, if you're along the road, you can move into two hexes along the road. Um, Reconnoiter is to explore a hex once you're in it. There's different types of encounters loaded up on my end because... There's a for that. And things that are marked like uh, landmarks, you'll find automatically, even if you don't explore... Uh, things that are, I mean, heck, landmarks are so big that you'll often even notice them from one hex away, which can be really helpful. You're walking along and let you know, like, yeah, to yourself, you might see or, or notice this or that. Um, but then standard ones you find, um, if you reconnoiter without a check. And so you might not find them if you just walk through. And then there's secret ones. It's like, if you're, there's things you might only find if you like roll a certain check and I'll see, sort of set it up. So you can spend more time going through places, but if you're just like, we just want to get to that freaking trading post, you can just travel. Um, travel along the road, it's faster, but there's also a higher chance that you'll come across random encounters or have to deal with other things. So, now that we've had that wonderful sort of Final Fantasy-esque music, um, let's go ahead and get you traveling westward along the Shrike River and the South Rostlin Road. Let's go. So you head off on, on day one, and I'm not going to hit the button again, but because there's a rule for that, I can tell you that this first day, there's no rain. It's a clear sky day in late February with uh, good temperatures. Not, no, not extremely cold, but a nice, rather warm temp. So you can move this coin, which we're using to represent the party, two hexes if it's along the road or just one if you're not following a road. So where would you like to oh, go? Oh, damn. I mean, we've got to stick to the road, right? Yeah, if we're following yeah. the, the river and the road, yeah. So two hexes to that next coin. Yep, so that next coin, I was To me, in, I just see this as like, if we go on the road, we're going to get attacked by bandits. Yeah, and if we go That's in the forest, happen. we're going to get attacked by some scary wild animal. Yeah. <laughs> well, let the bandits come. Good thing this is <laughs> like combat-centered <laughs> gameplay. Uh, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> So a day of travel, so you've left Restov, the sort of southern point of, of culture and pride for Brevoy, and you travel for a day west, the same direction of these rivers running down from the mountains to the east, and you reach, by the end of this first day, uh, Navatka's Crossing. You're able to kind of pick it out uh, from a little ways away. It's a small village. It's actually the southernmost village in Ross land. Um, any of you who are sort of familiar with the area know it's not big. It's like 140 people sort of size. And you're able to kind of pick it out. It's surrounded by wooden palisades. And it's on just right on the northeastern b- bank of the Shrike River. It's also one of the few crossing points of the Shrike River with a good bridge. You roll up. 
get into town and there's there's not a ton here a um, little bit of chatter you have to get let through at the gate and kind of see your group coming up and one of the guards oh who goes there state your business Arya looks to Nikolai oh I thought we were he was gonna talk oh yeah Arya uh, looks we, to this guy <laughs> we are adventurers uh, we are on a charter from the, just forgot the name of the place we just left you said it five rest times off. yeah rest off we are traveling from Restoff, and I have the charter in my hand. I kind of... Oh. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Gotta come through. Not the first of your kind. Rather smaller than the last group, right? But good to see you all the same. The last group? Oh, yeah. Kind of leans in. Well, you see, one, uh... One, uh, a sort of nobleman came through lately here with, a. <laughs> it was like a small army, it seemed like. Was it Varn? Oh, yeah. His name? Yeah, Meg, Megai was. Came mm. through here with a small army, headed south, said he was heading up to the highlands. And in the northern heights. <laughs> Kept saying he was going to establish somewhere called Varnhold. Never seen folks like that. <laughs> God, took up every room in town. I mean, you know, for the nobles. Mm. Of course, if you're just a soldier like me, you got to camp out on the, on the grounds. And on cold nights like this, you know, it's a hard ground. Well, I mean, I've got my home. Thought about, you know, selling out one of the rooms and camping myself, but... Yeah, good story. Um, <laughs> is there a place for us to stay the night? Well, it's not much. It's a small public house in town. Uh, you know, probably got some rooms there. Maybe some, you know, they might have room in the inn. Especially now that, you know, Vaughn and all his folks have left. Yep, that's where we're Let's go there. check it out. All right, well, on your way. Good to see you. Pleasure. And, Thanks, buddy. Sure. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> you come into town. It's it's mostly humans. You see a couple gnomes or dwarves around as well, but it's it's a small community. Um, you can tell that like the palisades aren't just for looks. You see a couple of scars on them. You know that banditry is an issue out here, hence why you have the charger. You're able to find a place to stay. Um, if you want, if you want to stay somewhere nice to sleep in a bed, um, five coppers a piece. We'll get you room, board, food, drink for an evening. It's not great, but, you know, it's not nothing. Yeah, I'll do that. Cool. Same. Can you all <clears throat> front me? Sort Are you little. actually kidding? I, uh, I, front, I, I front you before she even finishes giving you <laughs> shit about it. I've joined your group at your request. It's just that I, I've lived in my own personal tent for several uh, years. Uh, Ari, did, you too. did you request... That he join our group? Uh, I don't remember requesting that he join our group. <laughs> I thought we talked about it before. I, I mean, I just feel like he seems useful, but so far, also a little bit. Of, I will stay in my tent. Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We just we're it's a hazing thing. Don't worry about it. Come along. <laughs> it's really healthy. happens to everybody. <laughs> Nikolai's like shaking his head. He doesn't you would think Nikolai would be? happy <laughs> to have someone lucky being mean to someone who isn't him. Right. I actually feel bad for him. <laughs> I feel bad for him a little bit. I just feel bad for me being mean to Trent. <laughs> it's you so funny because that either. I can see Jared feeling guilty every time he says something that's like a snippy character yep. comment. It's great. So I will also say, if you're in town, just sort of trying to educate, whenever you're in town, one of the things you, you can do all sorts of things. You want to shop, ask about rumors, find out about resources in town, because keep in mind, 
unlike many adventures in which you might pass through and never come back, this might be a place that you travel back to if you need things. So getting an idea of what's in town is totally something you can do. Okay. So it's collecting yeah. rumors or just if you have any personal missions, it's a great chance to work on any of those. What would any of you like to do in town? We don't spend a lot of time, but... And, and nothing can be an answer, but would any of you like to do anything in yeah, town? Yeah, I think Ari would like go out somewhere if mm-hmm. there's like a pub or something like that. There's the public house you're staying at. Okay, well... At least, like, walk around town, see what's in town, and talk to people and, you know, see if you can learn anything about rumors or whatever. Do you want to kind of explore the resources of the town or gather rumors? Gather rumors. Okay. Jason. I want to do that, too. Okay, two rumor gathering. I would like to explore the resources, but with an emphasis on um, also if there's, like, a temple or a place of worship here. Oh, yeah. And Trent, what would you like to do? So Arthur will probably be, you know, if there's any... Um, defenses that they maintain at all. He's probably like walking the perimeter, making sure those are in good working order, that sort of thing. Okay. Talking. Do you talk to any of the guards or do you kind of keep yourself? Yeah, yeah, he'll just chat with them. Okay, you'll you'll probably have a good moment. So, uh, Jane and Jared, either of you please give me diplomacy checks to gather information, or if you have another feat that lets you use a different skill, you can do that. Normally a secret check, but we're just going to keep this going. Uh, Trent, if you want to have any, make any appropriate lore checks around there, uh, Jason, you don't need a check because okay. as you go through town, it's not big as we just talked mm-hmm. about, like 150 people. There is a Church of Phrasma here. Oh. And you kind of gather that while they're not certainly against it, Phrasma is the the religion of this community. Uh, in The only structure for it is a Church of Phrasma and it's run by a woman by the name of... Kara Elarinka. Kara Elarinka. Okay. Um, yep. And she's she's pretty. She seems like she's pretty experienced, and she's seen quite a few things. This is one of the most like outpost areas. So there's there are bodies that are brought back. There's a graveyard that she tends to in her her place. Um, she'll chat with you kind of briefly, and it seems nice. For some context, we're talking like level six cleric. So okay. there are some spells available here up through maybe even like third level spells that you okay, can come. Cool. It's a phrasma. They don't really do stuff for money, but mm-hmm. you know, there's that option on the table. So you do figure that out. Only other major things here is you sort of get a couple names while you just sort of get an idea of the resources here in town. You'll also learn the name of um, Irvin Rivenusu. Irvin Rivenisu, the mayor. <laughs> okay. Rivenisu. And Trent, what was your role? Uh, so I did warfare lore. Heck yeah. Uh, that's a 14. You'll get a chance to meet and talk to uh, Lowen Cavan, the local sheriff and commander of the town guard here. Uh, just kind of establishing that. All right. Rumor checks. 21 for Ari. Damn. 22. All oh, right. <laughs> you made that up. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so, 17. each of you do hear some things around town. Ari, around town, I do you feel like you're drinking? <laughs> yeah. So, over a mead <laughs> with a, a local, like a trader that's kind of coming through the area, you hear like a, a maybe like a trapper or like someone who moves in furs. Maybe like a, a full like caravan trader. You know, some of the bandits around here, which are always a problem. I hear you there wearing amulets. Looks like a stag's skull. You know, they're the worst kind. 
These bandits belong to a debased cult dedicated to a hideous animal demon. It's growing stronger in the woodlands. The fuck? Maybe. Alright. She's like, mental note, be very scared. Nikolai's not pleased with the yeah, idea that like there's that. a red stag murder cult running around the woods. <laughs> Does sound a little terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, the stag is our symbol, so it's like, is the Erasto symbol, so it's like, who the fuck are these people? Who are you? Lucky. Uh, I like to imagine, if, if you'll allow me a little narrative license here, Jared, I like yeah, to yeah. imagine that it's not someone you're talking with, but you're eavesdropping on. I am. Um, my feet is reed lips. <gasps> Oh, that's Ooh, nice. yes. perfect. So yeah, I Val think, had that too. Did she? Mm-hmm. Nice. Ooh. I think you're probably paying attention to a couple of um, gatherers, like folks who do some maybe some farming, but some gathering in the region, and you hear them uh, talking. Um, and let me see if I can just kind of jump into this. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, we we get the normal stuff out there, but. Seems like more and more year to year. We're seeing all sorts of weird plants and mushrooms and fungi growing everywhere. Don't right seem natural up here. Never seen it my whole life or anything like it. Nothing my grandparents or even my nan ever seen before. Ugh. Gives me the gives me the willies. I don't know where it's coming from. Jane's losing it. <laughs> that so man weird. is afraid of shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Had a bad trip. <laughs> Uh, and his nan has never seen anything like it. Oh, you know, it's like she grew up here. She, one who taught me as a child what to eat, what not to eat, pick this, leave that, use it in a tincture with a little bit of warm water and milk thistle to help with a headache. And, and Lucky stops paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm no longer, no longer reading those lips. Yeah. <laughs> skip dialogue, skip dialogue, <laughs> skip dialogue. <laughs> All right. And, uh, can yeah. I do one more like pointed? Fuck yeah! Uh, gather information kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's pointed, I'm gonna make it a secret check. I think Lucky just wants to know what what love is. <laughs> yeah, he definitely what needs to know love? that. <laughs> no, Baby, he wants to know me. like Varn wh- whether their presence there was disruptive or whether it was peaceful or. Oh yeah. He it's- just wants to know like what the general impression of. Megar Varn is. What's your what skill do you want to use? Do you want to like actually do you want to eavesdrop or do you want to ask around? Um let's use we can use um society or diplomacy. Your choice. Let's use society. Let's Okay. It's a plus six. Alright. Um you get a lot of mixed stuff. I think it disrupted a peop a lot of people you seem to get that it disrupted a lot of people's routines. Yeah. Um, but they were respectful and they, they paid well and Yegar has not much of a reputation but um, his family is well known he's not super but the accounts you got from a few people is that like he paid for the rooms he was he was excited um, fine enough okay it's sort of the talk of the town but in a lot of just the way like they've just almost never had that many people come through yeah not in a way that like he was causing issues for them not, not necessarily. Not by more than just their presence. There are, you do hear a little bit of chatter that's sort of speculating about like, wow, this, like that, oh, you know, these sword lords sending folks out into these lands going to stir things up, like kicking a nest full of little stinging insects. Who knows what it's like, you know, something we might, you know, they might be all set to want the honey, but it's we are going to have to deal with the bees. Interesting. Okay. 
All right. I share with Ari. Ooh. And Nikolai, if he's around. <gasps> if he's yeah, around. If I'm, if I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going out of my way to find Nikolai. <laughs> but. If I'm back at the temple, still, that, then I just share with Ari. That yeah, I heard sh- something about um, a really terrifying sounding, like, cult situation with the bandits. I don't know what we're getting into here, Great. but doesn't seem like uh it's probably nothing right we can root them out oh my god where did you come from (laughs) pull them from the stem Uh, destroy every one of them yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's also some weird plant life growing out there somewhere interesting not sure how worried about it we need to be but maybe when we're gathering food, we just keep an eye out. Better Should be we careful. burn it all away? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, no. Go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> hey, you want to You're creeping everybody out. I, I don't drink. <laughs> of course you don't. Um, Ari's like, You should, right. you should try. It, it might relax you a little bit. Knights do relax. But only right before a fight. Uh, and what do you do It doesn't for quite fun? seem that we're there yet. Yeah. We have been just doing nothing for quite some time now. Well, you did tell me that you're not a knight, so... That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Knights don't rest, but I am no knight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I mean, relaxed. The knights rest. You seem, you seem <laughs> super rest. relaxed. You seem super relaxed. When do uh, we fight? Can I ask the president? For Asmund Cleric, I had a question before we destroy this town on accident. Of course, Nikolai, what is it? Um, is we hear about the bandits along these in these areas? Is there more deaths recently than before? Strange deaths, anything like that? Well, banditry is always a problem in this area. It's sort of the mark of the river kingdoms, and as far south as we are in Brevoy, it's not, you know. Not much of a di- distinction here. Go just a day. Even tomorrow as you leave, you'll leave the edge of Brevoy and into the Stolen Lands, as they call it. But um, I suppose, yes, there have been a few more reports of banditry, but it it does ebb and wane. I guess, though, yeah, now that... Those mean the same thing. Oh, uh, it does... Why does he just keep showing up? It's just showing up everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Banditry does wax and wane throughout the years. It it falls outside of the River Freedoms and is not not talked much by the council in Dagamark. So, yes, it'll happen, but over the last at least two or three months, the numbers have been climbing rapidly. If it doesn't taper off and change, then it will be a more notable season of banditry than in my time here. We were attacked at Lady Jumandi's manor in Rosslyn. Rumors had made it this way that the, the nobles were incurring some extra attention, but I didn't know the details. Yes, we lost one of our own. It uh, shook us. I'm sorry that it was their time. Her How do you... He like look sits down in a pew and like looks at her. How do you carry one who is lost with you? The same that I carry one who's alive. It's their time. It's their day. 
the Lady of Graves sees it as such. And in the same way I care for them in life, I care for them in death. I just get the privilege and honor to help them make that transition. Mm. That's all any of us can do. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you. As I leave, I drop a couple coppers in the whatever charity box they have. She just nods and thanks. You all get some sleep, wake up the next day, and uh, head west, right? Where are the bandits? (laughs) Just turning more and more into just like a (laughs) robot. Where are the bandits? Where are the bandits? We traveled that way. Yep, west we go. Are you looking for the bandits, Arthur? Any group that would seek to do harm to innocence. And Ari, as we're, they're walking along, is just going to spend, like, the whole walk just talking to Arthur about all the, like, like embellishing all the scary stories she's heard about all the bandits here and, like, making it as, like, creepy as possible. Uh, like, oh, yeah, and I heard that they eat children and, like, things like that. And, like, just kind of messing with him. And <laughs> then like also, it. like, regaling with, like, stories of all the, like, cool and heroic things she's done that may or may not be true. Well... Right, hold save, on, I'm going to see if I believe you. Let's save those stories and that belief, because... Are you fucking the, serious? <laughs> <laughs> Dead serious. Oh my, I should go back. Because the sun comes up, <laughs> rain drizzles down from the sky, and on the next episode, Ooh. you will venture in to the stolen lands of the River Kingdoms. Let's go. <laughs> The Live to Die podcast is a production of Live to Die Gaming. Follow us on social media at Live to Die Pod. Leave a review and tune in next week for more. If you like the amazing background audio and music, all that credit goes to Sirenscape. Make sure you check them out at sirenscape.com.